The best health care is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault 18 Mental Health Podcast dedicated to parents, caregivers, and young people to make sure that we are navigating the systems, the hurdles, the challenges of life to the best of our ability. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and on today's episode, we are talking about harnessing social and emotional learning skills to advance adolescent outcomes. That is a long title. Ultimately, what we're going to get into is thinking about how the social emotional learning plays a role in the adolescent life. And this topic came to us by a request of a colleague who said, hey, I'm doing some work with um, um, school boards. I'm, I'm thinking about running for mayor myself, and I would love to learn a little bit more and get your perspective on social emotional learning. However, not from an elementary school age perspective, but for adolescents. Because unfortunately, what we've noticed is that over time, social emotional learning has really adapted to younger youth and not necessarily adolescents and teens. So I'm going to share some of my perspective. Uh, you know, one thing that, that you may not know about me is I won a pretty prestigious fellowship about 10 years ago. I can't believe time has gone by that quickly. Um, but the focus of my fellowship was on social emotional uh, learning and development skills for African-American youth. So this is a topic that I'm pretty familiar with. Um, and I do believe is a piece to the puzzle when it comes to helping navigate the pivotal developmental stages of young people and helping them grow uh, and have successful lives. So this is something that, you know, is near dear to my heart. I've developed curriculum. I've worked on several initiatives over time. I've um, worked with schools, nonprofits, governmental entities, uh, worked directly with families and young people themselves around developing these skills to help them uh, develop and reach their highest potential. So this is something that is extremely important uh, that I believe is only a piece to the puzzle. There are so many dynamics that play a role into the outcomes of youth that is not just, it's not just the social emotional learning. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they look towards mental health, emotional health, emotional development as the thing that is going to make the biggest difference in the life of young people. And, you know, as a former clinician myself, as somebody who runs a children's mental health nonprofit organization, as someone who often speaks and trains in these areas, I like I beat the drum. I don't want to say I like to mention, I, I sound the alarm, I beat the drum that the emotional and social development of children is only a piece of the puzzle, does not the full puzzle. But a lot of people believe it is, especially since the end of the pandemic. One thing that we noticed was everybody realized, hey, we have to take care of ourselves during these unprecedented times, right? We have to take care of our mental. We have to take care of our physical. We have to take care of our spiritual. And many people did that. Um, many people of various different ages did that because we started to reevaluate the purpose and the desire of life and the outcomes 
that life has to bring to us. And since many people did that, one of the discoveries was, hey, maybe we should go to therapy. Like therapy might be this thing that we all need to actually tap into to feel a little bit better about ourselves, uh, to get our lives aligned with, you know, whatever purpose or purposes we desire, et cetera. So it's important for us to understand that, yes, this is this is key. This is a piece, but it's not the whole thing. We need healthy relationships. Um, some of us need to be in better environments. Some of us need resources. Some of us need, uh, you know, other things that aim towards reducing the harms of what's called social determinants of health. Some of us need those things to be in a better situation, not just to have mental and emotional clarity and making sure that we're coping with any pains that we've had. So that might be a, another podcast. I don't want to get too deep there. I want to really focus in on the social emotional learning piece for adolescents. So just something to think about as we kick off today's podcast. Now, adolescence is a pivotal stage in the human development. It marks the rapid physical, cognitive, and emotional growth. This is why a lot of people focus on adolescence because you start to see that change. You start to see that that really that gradual growth into what somebody will potentially be as far as personality, as far as career, as far as trajectory into adulthood because adolescence is that kind of testing ground for what's to come next. So one of those things that, you know, helps us to identify that profound change of social emotional learning and it has emerged as a powerful tool to not just help young children, because that's really the biggest focus, but also other adolescents as well. What is social emotional learning? Social emotional learning is the process that enables individuals to acquire and apply emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, develop their interpersonal skills and make responsible decisions. What has been the old, the age old complaint about adolescents is that they make bad choices, right? They make dumb or quote unquote silly or quote unquote goofy choices. These are the things we hear. Not that I believe that because their brains aren't fully developed, right? But we do give them enough autonomy, enough freedom, enough liberation to attempt to make these choices and to attempt to live out their lives. These skills encompass self-awareness, self-regulation, social awareness, relationship management, and responsible decision-making. But it's important to help young people cultivate these um, capacities as best as we can so that they can make the best choices and decisions for themselves. We want adolescents to gain a better control of their emotions. We want adolescents to improve their relationships, and we want to enhance their ability to solve problems for themselves. And I'm using adolescents. You can substitute teen in here, however you want to, um, however you want to understand young people. But I want to I want to point out why social emotional learning is important for adolescents. One, it has been linked to improve academic performance. When children have better relationships with their friends, they have better engagements, they feel like they can make better choices and decisions. Their mind is not clouded with so much frustration and confusion. Uh, when they find joy and passion, typically they do better in school. <laughs> they actually have the ability um, to process and deal with things and do things in school to the best of their ability. It also enhances emotional well-being. We know that children who are able to develop those social emotional intelligence skills tend to be emotionally healthier than children who don't. This is why when we see kids isolate, or we see uh, young kids uh, self-harm, 
or we see kids doing destructive behaviors, we get concerned. And those kids typically, their social emotional intelligence skills, they're not applying them the best ways that they can. Doesn't mean they don't have them. It just means that they're not, they're not the application of them is not where it needs to be. Because some kids, they may have, you know, behaviors that we don't want them to do, but their social emotional intelligence skills are through the roof. But they may be experiencing trauma. They may have been abused. They may have some neglect. They may be rejected. There's a lot of things that can happen in the lives of a young person. And they use their social emotional intelligence skills to finesse and do these not these non-constructive behaviors sometimes as well. And I see that a lot, especially in the black community. And that's where I do a lot of my work with African-American youth. I meet so many little geniuses who have been in trouble with the law. They're on probation or doing things. And I'm like, man, if you just translate those intelligent skills of yours, that 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 foresight, that social awareness that you have to something positive, man, you'll be, you know, you know you'll just be rocking it. You'll be, you know, you'll be out here just, you know, making people turn their heads like, man, I can't believe this kid's doing these things. This kid was a kid that was in trouble, but they're so focused on, you know, trying to find that love, trying to fill in those gaps. They're so focused on pleasing other people. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at Bremer.com. Here comes the sun. We all know that solar power can be a big part of the solution for our energy needs. Solar power is clean, renewable, and best of all, that sunshine is cheap and plentiful. Sure, it sounds great to have solar energy added to the mix, but how are you going to do that? The answer is easier than you think. The answer is community solar. Community solar lets you join a solar farm that produces energy on your behalf. Electricity is produced by your solar farm and goes out to your local power grid. That allows you as a community solar member to remain with Excel as your utility and earn solar credits, reducing your normal bill. You save big on electricity while you save the environment. And you can do your part to support clean energy without installing solar panels on your roof. That's right, there's no home visits, no equipment, new equipment, construction or maintenance. You don't even need to own your home to be a member of a solar farm. Renters can enroll and save too. Right now, if you go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta, you can get a $100 Visa gift card when you successfully enroll and are placed on a farm. Check it out. You can sign up for your membership in three minutes flat. Shaletta listeners, get going with community solar and get that $100 Visa gift card. Once again, your first step is to go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta. Remember how excited those kids were when they got their new gaming consoles? Kind of like how excited I was when I got that new desktop computer. But now, those electronics are old, just gathering dust and taking up space. But I know I don't want it to be taking up space in a landfill. Old electronics commonly contain toxic metals like lead, mercury, and cadmium, and that can contaminate the environment. Did you know that Ramsey County now offers electronic waste disposal through a partnership with Repowered in St. Paul? Dated electronics can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And even better, it's free for Ramsey County residents. 
So collect up all your unwanted phones, TVs, VCRs, keyboards, printers, and other electronics that you have stuffed in your closet, basement, or garage. They can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And don't worry, all the data will be physically destroyed or electronically wiped. To find out more about this new electronics recycling service, go to ramseycounty.us slash electronics. That's ramseycounty.us slash electronics. Remember, recycling is for everyone. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Or just basic, what we call survival stress management, that they're not applying those skills to the best of their ability. All right, a couple more before we get to some strategies. Uh, positive social relationships is a big thing that comes from this because now you, you start to identify who you should be around, who you shouldn't be around, who's healthy, who's not healthy. Uh, decrease risky behaviors, which is, this is what parents really want to hear. How do we decrease the risky behaviors of our young people? You know, they may not be in these violent situations that they're upping their social emotional learning. They may not use substances or use them in a, in a harmful way. They may not have, you know, risky sexual in, engagements. You know, they may not put themselves in danger. They make because they're using more responsible decision making. They're evaluating the consequences, which is something most people like, man, teens never do this. But, you know, if they can evaluate the consequences, you know, if I do A and then I do B, that equals C. And I don't want C because that's outcome is not what I like. That is what we want children to do. We want them to evaluate their consequences. And they also can understand the impact of their actions, not just on themselves, but on others as well. That's one of the keys of implementing social emotional learning. And then one that I like to add in there, because we always want youth to focus on their development, because it shouldn't always be up to the parent, caregiver, or even the teachers, coaches, and other folks that are in their lives, is that we want young people to prepare for their future. When I meet, when I've met, and I continue to meet, work with, engage with young people who have a foresightened future, which means that they're not thinking about their future, they don't have any goals, they don't have any plans, they might have some fantasies, things that they desire, but they're really not working towards anything in the future. It's one of the most crushing things that I encounter. It's one of the most heartbreaking things that I encounter is young people who are not prepared for their, who are not, I won't say prepared, who are not even thinking about their future. They're not doing anything in the moment so that they have a future. It's, it's scary because that leads to hopelessness. And we have hopeless young people, all different types of things start to show up that you do not want to deal with. So as I say these things, it's important to think about, well, how do we implement this social emotional learning? And this is what I focus my fellowship on. One, we have to develop curriculum, which means curriculum goes with education. It goes with like after school programming or other programming. It can go with sports teams. Um, it can go into churches and youth groups. It Honestly, this is something that many people don't do, but curriculums can go in homes as well when you're teaching parenting or co-parenting, you're, you're, you're teaching co-collaboration in homes. Uh, there's a very uh, highly um, touted curriculum that I'm a big fan of called Developmental Repair by Dr. Ann Garrity, a local treasure here in the state of Minnesota. 
we we have to build these learning opportunities so that people know how to implement these these skills into their lives. Teacher training is a huge one, but as I said, it can extend to coaches, it can extend to parents, it can extend to young people themselves. Parent involvement, you always want parents to be involved. You can't, I don't think you can have effective engagement with young people, especially adolescents, without connecting them to their parents or caregivers and those adults in their lives that are important. Because we know that healthy relationships from healthy adult, adults is a key to resiliency. And then also, we, we can't let schools off the hook. We have to have school-wide initiatives. Schools play a huge role. They are the main socialization tool of young people. I would say media is probably second to school. And if schools aren't lockstep engaged with parents, caregivers, and community, we miss a huge opportunity to de to develop our youth. And unfortunately, there are some schools who do it better than others. Um, there are some educational institutions who figure this out, and then there are some who haven't. And it's important that the educational institutions don't just figure it on their own. Communities have to invest in schools. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's a whole other talking point. Um, but if you don't do this, if you're not engaged and you're not involved, so much opportunity is lost for young people. So with all that stated, I'm just going to share and stress that social emotional learning is extremely important, not just for young children, but also for adolescents. Social emotional learning equips adolescents with the tools they need to navigate the challenges of being a young person. Right? You want young people to be successful, they have to develop their social emotional learning skills. By developing their emotional intelligence, their self-awareness, their reasonable decision-making, young people are better prepared for academics, they're better prepared for the social demands of life, they're better prepared for the emotional demands of life. And, and they can utilize the skills and tools that they have at that age and implement them as they go, which is important. So investing in social emotional learning programs, I think benefits not just the individual, but also benefits community and society as a whole. So that's my thoughts. Um, there's tons of information out there. Feel free to search social emotional learning. You'll find a ton on there and feel free to ask me questions. You can do that a couple of different ways. You can check us out on our Facebook group. Just search in. Um, it is not your fault in the search in Facebook. You will find a podcast. I'll post an article about social emotional learning there. You'll also find other episodes of, of uh, the, the podcast there. And uh, you can find me in two other places. The next place is my own personal website, www.jegna.org. That's jegna.org, where you can ask me questions or check out other information that I have there. And you can find me no other place but shalettamakesmelaugh.com. That is Shaletta makesmelaugh.com. You can find me and other outstanding podcasts to help you navigate, to help you grow, to help you develop, and make sure you share those podcasts with somebody you care about. I'm Brandon Jones. This has been another great episode of It Is Not Your Fault, a team mental health podcast. We will see you in the next installment. Until then, take care of yourself, be kind, be loving, and we'll check you next time. Peace. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLetterMakesMeLaugh.com. Being a teenager today is a real roller coaster ride. Up. And sometimes down even lower. An organization called Treehouse is giving Minnesota teens the support they need to build resiliency. Treehouse is a faith-based nonprofit that offers teens a safe space to share their troubles and learn healthy coping skills with peers and caring adults. 
Right now, Treehouse needs more volunteers. Do you have a passion to help teens? And would you like to share your wisdom with a middle or high school student who's feeling hopeless? Then sign up to volunteer with Treehouse groups, meeting in Bloomington, Brooklyn Park, Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Egan. Adult volunteers are needed as mentors, drivers, support group assistants, program assistants, and to help prepare hot meals. Lift up teens in our community and help them find hope and joy by volunteering with Treehouse. Learn more and sign up at treehousehope.org. Click on the Get Involved tab at the top of the page. That's treehousehope.org. The teens can't wait to meet you. We are Treehouse! Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. You know what my family and I are doing for MEA weekend? Child, we are going on vacation. And I mean a real vacation. We will not be crisscrossing the state or the country taking my son Andrew to tour college campuses. We found the right fit for him right here in the Twin Cities. It's Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. This two-year college will put him on a path to his four-year degree. With small class sizes, he'll build personal relationships. And I like the free laptops and books. At Doherty Family College, he even gets free bus fare and free breakfast and lunch. This means he won't have to take on debt to get his education. And just think, my son, a Tommy, and me, a Tommy mommy. So for MEA weekend, save yourself some time and travel. Do what we did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up your own tour at Doherty Family College. The new COVID-19 vaccine has arrived and just in time. It's an effective tool to target the variants we know are circulating in our community right now. While this updated vaccine is recommended for all Minnesotans aged six months and older, it's particularly important that some folks get it. So who's at higher risk? Young children and people who are 65 or older are immunocompromised, have underlying medical conditions, or are pregnant. These are the folks who are most vulnerable to severe COVID-19 outcomes. They could become very sick or even need hospitalization if they get COVID-19. Variants are circulating in our community right now, and the updated vaccine is an effective tool to protect us. So check on your granddad, your auntie, and that lady next door to make sure they've got a plan to get the new vaccine. And plan to take your little kiddos to their healthcare provider or your local pharmacy to get theirs. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025 making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits, so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. 
It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.